Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Graphic Word Podcast, here to connect nerd culture to faith and leveling up our lives as we go about it. Thanks for tuning in, and here's what we have in store for you today. Hey there, guys, it's Mike Wilson. Aw, oh, Solomon, you are on top of it. Man, he just, like, waits till he sees my face and just jumps right out. I'm going to move this so that uh, I'm a little bit more... Ooh, that's that's more toward the couch. We calm that down. There we go. There we go. I uh, hope you guys are having an awesome Friday. It was awesome to have Tom hop on earlier today. Oh, my goodness, that was... Uh, that was phenomenal. It was great to be able to see him game, uh, you know, show off his mad skills and capabilities. Um, but then, of course, you know, being able to just chat with some of you guys and get an awesome new follower. So again, uh, Soya6, uh, thank you for choosing to follow us and uh, connecting with us. And hopefully you can join on our Discord. Uh, always a reminder for you guys on our community here uh to join on our discord those of you who are listening on the podcast those of you who are just chilling uh or see us on our social media stuff this is the hub where you really can hang out we've been seeing some people take advantage of that be able to talk about even some history and diving into that so like we we are kind of like nerd general um (laughs) but again nerd to us is not just like certain criteria no nerd is a person of intense passion on, on topics and of course i like to think i'm a nerd about jesus hence why you know get to do this kind of stuff like that <laughs> solomon join the discord lurkers it's full of awesome and wholesome people solomon you are man i like every time i just want to rush up and give this dude a hug like a discussing that he's getting pc so we're gonna get some pc gaming potentially with solomon uh down the road which i'm excited for um yeah no just being able to connect be able to grow this community and invest in one another because ultimately just like we talked about last week we are a larger community we are a larger body we are here to invest in love on one another and that's really the best demonstration of even what the heck this you know jesus followers kind of thing is all about i've really appreciated that and stuff like that and so um yeah so now we're gonna get into it all right all right so this this uh this has been a talk that i've been kind of uh been sitting in for a bit and um this is not brand new okay um actually it was my mentor that introduced me to this show to this anime i'll i'll fully disclose it's an anime it's a classic anime um for me and um i i loved it like i watched it in high school it was fantastic i binge watched it in fact i was on the hunt for anyone who had the full complete series watched it all on dvd that's how old school it was man no blu-rays um but I binge watched it hard. It was one of the first animes I ever actually bald watching, uh, because of a death of one character. And anyone who knows what it is, uh, they'll know what that moment was and how it gut punched them and stuff like that. Um, but the anime that uh, we're going to be talking about and diving a little bit in and diving into kind of a cool transition and thought. And I, I hope you guys can follow along with me because legitimately this is, man, like this is good stuff. Like this is stuff that just creates some good dive. Uh, I'm a fan of it so much. 
Um, it is Full Metal Alchemist. And I'm talking about the original. I'm not diving into Brotherhood. Brotherhood's a whole other thing. And to for those of you who love Brotherhood over the original, I, I don't know why. Um, that's, that's the hard thing. I love you guys. Uh, I just can't get into Brotherhood. It doesn't have the same appeal. Um... Best Boy Scar, yes, yeah, Lang is, is pretty cool uh, as well. I agree. Um, Scar, I can totally back that up. And actually, we're going to be talking about Scar uh, today as well, amongst the Elric brothers as well. So Solomon, I'm I'm amped that you already know this. So it's almost like we're going to have Solomon as our co-host today. Uh, for those of you who are listening, I'll just. Uh, try and read off what Solomon throws down. Again, this is where you should join on the stream. You can see this. Um, and eventually, maybe even have Solomon join us in the voice chat because he is on Discord. Eventually hopping in too. But that's his call. It's totally totally his deal. It's uh, your choice. But, um, yeah. I have full DVD set and manga set too. No! Oh, man. That's awesome. I only have... I have the full anime on Blu-ray. And, like, found it at a redonk good deal. Uh, I was so excited that I got it. And I'm waiting for the time where I can, like, sit down and legitimately watch it. I want to watch it with my wife in in the biggest way. I think it's going to do a couple of things. I think I think her brain's going to be blown at the ideas of what's going on in Full Metal. I think she'll be kind of creeped out because some of the music and some of the the content is like so deep and unsettling. It it can like really ask, you know, what am I in, investing in it? Um, and then third, I think it's gonna really bring some cool concepts, like re rehash out, you know, some of the things that we're gonna be talking about and diving into. Um, this actual this uh, this talk is also I've I've done this with uh, one one other friend of mine. Um, who's actually now in New Brunswick, uh, Josh Elliott, and we've talked about Full Metal Alchemist in this topic, and I, it's been really cool being able to share it with other people. So, okay, we're going to get right in on it. But first, I, you got to see what Full Metal Alchemist is. So for those of you who are able to see and, and, and watch this, um, here's just a Full Metal Alchemist uh, opening because it's really cool. Just so cool.
There's your boy Scar. Oh boy. The dogs the same way after. Oh man. Okay, we're gonna stop there. There's like lots of openings. That's just the very first one, just to give you a little bit of uh, excitement. You guys may not have heard that one as well, audio-wise, so I'm sorry for that, uh, those of you on the podcast. But it's just, you can literally type out Full Metal Alchemist, and it comes up with, like, uh, all openings. You can find it, credit lists. I, I like listening to credits. I, it's something about anime nerds. We listen to intros every once in a while and stuff like that. Bleach still is, like, one of my favorites to, like, just have playing in the background, or My Hero Academia is another great, great show that has great interest. Anywho, so, for those of you who may be listening and you're like, what the heck is Full Metal Alchemist? Um, What is going on? Stuff like that. And, oh, Solomon, I feel you. I I couldn't, yeah, I, I feel where you're at. I couldn't look at dogs the same way for a while after that. Yeah, yeah, that hurt. Like man, oh, yeah. We're we're not gonna dive into that because that's a whole other combo. Um, oof, rough. Okay, yeah. For those of you who haven't seen it, that's a whole other conversation. That's like a deep dive nerd level stuff like that. But here, okay. So Full Metal Alchemist. This is me just summarizing the very basic idea. I'm not gonna try and do any spoiler alert as much as possible um other than some of like some of the content so again if you are wanting to get a full dive into it watch full metal alchemist it's got like three or four seasons i think three seasons i'm pretty sure um in the original set and it is worth every moment watching going through processing hokey dina um and there's even a movie that came out after the original one that gave a finality of what the heck was going on with that world. Um, and for those of you who might be like, well, do I choose full metal alchemist or full metal alchemist brotherhood? If you want to stick to the mangas, you want to do brotherhood because really about halfway through the series of full metal alchemist, the original, there wasn't any manga content created. And so they kind of made up stuff as they went along for ideas on what was going on versus brotherhood sticks to the manga almost religiously. Um, and so that, that's really the difference in it. And it, it gives a different finality to how it goes about, uh, it talks about Ed and Al's father very differently and the approach with it as well. Um, yeah, but I, I watched full metal alchemist, the original, uh, yeah, the novels are great too, Solomon. No, no, I'm not bashing on the novels by any means. I just grew up watching Full Metal Alchemist, the original, and that's all I did, and that's all I know. And I, I got gut punched so many times in that series. I'm surprised I don't have like broken ribs or stuff like that. <laughs> like it is just messed up. But okay, so Full Metal Alchemist, summarizing, it's about these two brothers, Ed and Al Elric. Uh, who essentially are trying to bring back their mother, who, who tried to bring back their mother. Um, she was a single parent because Hohenheim, their dad, had just kind of like went off and disappeared. And he was an alchemist too. He So in this world, alchemy is a mix of science and magic. It's very kind of Thor-esque kind of vibe, like the two merge together kind of stuff like that. Um, but in this world, like... You just bring the components, and as long as you have the right kind of components, 
and you have what's called an alchemic circle, uh, you could then recreate items and stuff like that. And then you had these uh, dogs of the military that were all alchemists, like good portion of them were alchemists who were using capabilities like this. It was nuts. So then you had like people who could ma manipulate flames like the fire alchemist Roy Mustang um, and, and other guys like that that would show up and they would specialize on different things. Um, the thing that you follow with, with, uh, Ed and Al is, well, their mother died. And so like, these are like little kids trying to figure out how they're going to survive. And like, they love their mom. And so the, the only way that they see that they can even survive or going to make it in life is that they're going to use alchemy that they've learned and studied that they are very smart, logical guys. They create all the components that are needed within the human body so anything that takes to essentially make the material part about humans. But then the hard thing is, how do you how do you put a value on a soul? Like, what what is that equivalency of a soul? And so they figured, well, it's our DNA. That's got to be part of it. And so they, they put some of their blood into this mix, and then they try and bring back their mom. But it just goes horribly wrong to the point where in the process... Al loses his entire body and he's about to be sucked into what's like this world's version of like the afterlife or the, the unknown that you can't quantify and is going to be disappearing. And they see like this door. That's the bridge of that reality. And then Ed has lost his arm in that process, trying to save his brother so then he's like going at it again to try and save his brother. And he ends up giving up his leg for that, his right arm and his left leg. And he attaches his brother's soul into a suit of armor that they've got in their home. And so Al's legitimately a walking mech in some ways, just without a body in it. And... Like you, you see these boys working together, trying to do something good, trying to save their mother, um, and trying to actually defy some of the law of alchemy because they were trying to restore life. And that's something that nobody is able to do. It. It's like there's no quant quantifying what a life, what a living being is, despite just materials. And like, they're just wrecked. And then the very thing that they tried to create their mom is like this broken, messed up creature that they're horrified that they even made. And it's not their mother. And they discard it and bury it. And like, you just hear the broken nature. They're, they're wrecked. They're trying to hold on to any semblance of regular life and off of what they have. And so um, Ed gets metal arm and leg and he becomes eventually the full metal alchemist and studying and he goes to serve into the military so they can learn more so that really they made this vow that they were going to figure out how to get Al's body back and to get Ed's arms back 
that they weren't going to be just living in this, that they've paid the price for kind of stepping into God's grounds of what is, what is sustainable life? What is life? What is sentience and stuff like that? Um, and going to find a way to recover what they had lost. And that's the whole, whole focus of the show. And part of that is them hearing about this legend called the Philosopher's Stone. The big thing about the Philosopher's Stone is that it negates one of the major rules of alchemy. In fact, the major rule of alchemy, which is called equivalent exchange. To get something... Like, to make something, you have to give something of equal value to to obtain it, right? Like, it, you, you have a give-and-take relationship that you can't just make something out of nothing, kind of like that. Um, and you can't restore something out of just nothing. You, it, it, there's, there's so much more. And, like, these brothers are just nuts. They're, they're awesome, they're amazing, but here's a Philosopher's Stone. I, I keep on pausing and going, oh yeah, like I need to throw that. The thing is, as they're discovering things, they are finding these pseudo-stones. Uh, people that seem to have some power, but it only seems to last a little bit, or stuff like that, at least in the original series. And it's coming from these things called these homunculi. And the homunculi are really not humans. They're creatures that are sustained by actual Philosopher's Stones. But how do you get these Philosopher's Stones is just unheard of or not even thought of or figured out. Other than it costs thousands of souls to create. So that even to, to be able to do this, you can only get it through this. And... It, it brings up a wonderful question of like, what is redemption? Like, like how, uh, sorry, not redemption. What is restoration? Because that's the whole plot is for them to, to find a way to restore themselves. Their, their whole focus is to get back to normal, be back who they were to these innocent kids. Well, not even innocent kids, just to have their bodies, back to what they should have been um, before they decide to step into this realm and stuff like that. And you see them go through some hard, hard questions of what is the value of a soul? And can you really transfer that? And you see that in like the scene that Solomon's talking about where it's gut wrenching. It's, it's not just a philosopher's stone in like, this is what if, but like legitimately you got to throw some of your philosophy, some of the, ideals that you have and you kind of go well what does make sense uh greed best homunculi and maybe uh could be good guy kind of no uh, yeah i agree uh greed was fantastic uh by the way like when he's saying greed when solomon's saying greed that's one of the names of the homunculi and they were named after the seven deadly sins and they all each had a different characteristic about them but they also were damaged. These homunculi were the product of someone trying to um, bring them back to life in some way or to restore them. And they stepped on the feet of gods, as usually is referred to throughout the show, um, defi trying to defy science for the sake of saving them. And then it always comes up messed up. 
It's it's like the law is always the overhead and stuff like that. And so this is this is where I see the talk because you may be going, okay, so like what the heck, Mike? Where is this going? Stuff like that. Um, how on earth does this connect to Full Metal Alchemist FMA? Um, really, I see it. It's so clear. When we look at our world is governed by a whole lot of rules. Uh, the very natural order of things. It, it's a whole lot of balance of figuring absolutes and, and stuff like that. But the biggest thing that we, we have going on, at least in the Bible, is that there's there's this general rule that sin... So the idea that you mess up, that you screw up, that you are... Um, <laughs> thank you, Solomon. I appreciate that. This is a good pick for the stream. I appreciate that. Um, sin, the brokenness, the the choice to go against the kind of order system that God has created, um, and stuff like that, creates brokenness, and we see that directly linked to had to how Ed and Al's body was broken legitimately trying to step into the feet of God, right? And and trying to figure out this equivalent exchange, stuff like that. Because you hear that all throughout the, the series. You can't ignore equivalent exchange. It's all about equivalent exchange. You have to give something in order to get something and stuff like that. And it has to be of equal value. It can't it can't be just a smidge. It has to be the same quantifiable thing. And you actually see that biblically as a starting off point when you talk about adam and eve uh the fathers the father and mother of humanity in the bible they mess up they choose to go a different different way than what god had said and so because of that this broken nature comes in this broken relationship happens between them and god uh broken connection and now everything's messed up. Like legitimately, it talks about when God shows up. It's like kind of like a torrent wind. It's not just like when when it's translated, it's like the coolness of the breeze. It's actually not really that. It's more like hokey snap. You can feel the presence of God going on. Something something big's happening, and they are kicked out of the garden, which they would have never known. What's that like? What what does that mean to not be around God? To not be around and being taken care of that but something also happened they they were realizing they were naked and we kind of go oh, okay so like what's the big deal naked stuff like that well for them that was a very foreign idea and that that nakedness shows the exposure shows a vulnerability that was there that now kind of is separated and now this kind of thing is kind of tainted it's not right anymore there's this uncomfortableness and so you check it out in genesis god actually supplies them with animal skins so that means something had to die in order for them to be clothed to have their nakedness covered but it's like a covering over what had happened this realization this brokenness because when they bite the apple they realize oh snap we're naked and that's like a bad thing now it's like this broken nature is already starting and stuff like that 
Then you go into um, Cain and Abel, where Abel is choosing to sacrifice uh, sacrifice animals, right? Versus, uh, sorry, Cain's sacrificing the the best of his or the fruits of his crops, and then Abel is the one who's sacrificing his his best lamb, and we see that God accepts that, and so we see okay, so something about there's a cost of life, right? There, there's something that needs to be balanced here. And this actually goes into uh, Leviticus where you start seeing the sacrificial system come up where um, you are needing to sacrifice certain things because there's been a wrong that's happened. And this wrong, for some reason, is connected to lifeblood of something. Um, and the only way that this wrong can be dealt with is through the payment of blood because we see that separation is automatic in death and that's in genesis right like that now adam and eve are no longer going to be living eternally the separation now is brought in death and it may not be an immediate death but death is an automatic um result of severing that relationship with god doing wrong against him and doing wrong against each other um and so, like, that's what the whole point of the sacrificial system is. So I, I'm doing a whole lot of back talk, it's, uh, like back story uh, talk, not back talk, like tell you off. No. Um, but, like, this is so that you can get, like, how is this connected? Because that was the rule of thumb, right? That there's something wrong, and now I've done wrong to person in our community, and part of that was actually... Um, they would have transfer of actual what's the value of funds. So say if I accidentally killed my neighbor's cow, this is very different or something like that. Or say that it's like insurance, right? It's like in an accident, you are trying to make sure that the balance of repayment of what's happened, who created the situation, okay, they should be recovering that cost for someone else or stuff like that. Typically when we do something wrong, we try and balance the books as it is, right? And the way that balance was done was through blood sacrifice within, um, like, animal sacrifice, not blood sacrifices in people, animal sacrifice um, to do that. And God has specific rules in that in Leviticus and stuff like that. And that's even what the Ten Commandments are. These are strict rules that you follow through and understanding that this is the benefit for your relationship with God, but then this is also the benefit for your relationship in community. And, and how you need to maintain this because otherwise we have to deal with the shortfall on this so then fast forward to now jesus and actually we can look at this in romans 3 so if you want to check it out and dive along with me um jesus is this sacrifice and we talk you can see it in isaiah 53 where it talks about uh the servant who who's like essentially almost like cursed but it's this servant that's going to be punished going to be wrecked and he didn't do anything wrong and he's quiet throughout him being punished for something he didn't do wrong um and people are like what the heck what's going on like you're seeing isaiah going like this doesn't make any sense um 
Ah, oh, Solomon, good question. Wasn't there something about Cain not being able to cultivate crops? That was part of a curse that God had put down on him uh, after he had killed his brother Abel, right? And so, like, you see the ramifications of what brokenness, uh, like, bad choices that affect others and affect your relationship with God has a carryover effect. And you see this over and over again throughout the scripture where... Um, you know, there's a carryover effect to the the negative climate that there's this curse that's being replicated over and over. But the cool thing is, and this is where I'm kind of doing a little bit of spoiler alert. Genesis, uh, or not Genesis, Exodus 34 really emphasizes this really cool thing. Um, really cool thing where it's predictive of how God and his grace is way more potent than the focus of the curse and the punishment that happens. God's heart, he he does have to punish things. He, he does have to right wrongs. He's the just God in that way. And we sometimes have a hard time with that because that means he's got to work out some stuff with us. And I get that. But if he didn't work that out with us, then he wouldn't work that out with other people. Justice has to be served. God that does see a balancing of the books has to deal with it. A good, just God can't ignore that. But we see time and time again, God is more than willing to be ridiculous in, in, in his like grace and giving that opportunity to, to help somebody, to save somebody, to give them that chance where they can be like, I'm just going to take that away. I'm, I'm going to help you through this. I'm going to, I'm going to deal with it, but I'm going to recover our relationship. And it, so yeah, uh, Solomon saying, Oh, okay. I find uh, Cain and evil stuff really interesting. Yeah. And maybe Solomon, me and you need to have a chat sometime and do a little deeper dive on Cain and Abel, or maybe that might be even a future talk that we might throw down at some point and stuff like that. Um, but like here, the thing that, is just really cool is that the whole purpose of Jesus coming, the whole reason why Jesus showed up on this hunk of dirt floating in the middle of space. Well, sorry, mud, because we got some water thrown in there too. Um, <laughs> this mud ball in space is really to get us out of this situation where we'd have to constantly sacrifice and even the sacrifice isn't really fully enough. Like, because you, you have to be living that life. You have to be dedicated to it. You can be doing all the things according to the law, but it's all about the heart that really matters, right? You see that time and time again in the Bible where it talks about the re like Abraham was a friend of God. So that's where, like, he doesn't count Abraham as dead, he counts him as alive because. Abraham's with God. So like he, God's not the God of the dead. He is of the living. And that's a really interesting thing in scripture too. Um, but this is the thing that I want to throw down. So this is, uh, if you want to follow along, Romans three, we're going to look at 21 to 31. Uh, just jumping along so you guys can see it on the screen for the stream. So Christ took our punishment. This is subheading and stuff like that. Paul is fantastic. Um, and he dives in right at the beginning that, everyone's 
sinner. Everyone has screwed up. Everyone has made the mistake because the it's the law, right? So like the law he's talking about is the Old Testament laws that you're seeing in Leviticus, Numbers, and Deuteronomy. Um, these laws, well, in Exodus too, um, that are giving guidance to what you should be doing. And the thing about it is the law isn't going to save you. It just keeps pointing out how messed up we are, how, how wrong we are. And we need like trying to work at being perfect just isn't going to work. You're going to constantly be needing the sacrifice and stuff like that. You need something to make things right between you and your neighbor and you and God and stuff like that, you and those around you. And so then this is why it's so important that Jesus is the one who took the punishment. And we don't like talking about that. Because that means God actually, you know, planned his son's death. And that's the thing that we see in the Gospels when uh, in the stuff that's looking at Jesus' life. He's in this garden the night before he's going to be killed. And he's going to be publicly killed. He's going to be executed. And he's like, God, if there's any chance that this does, like, we can find another way to make this work please take it away because he knows what he's going to go about. Like he knows the plan from the get go. There's been times where he could have just sidetracked and focused on him becoming a legitimate King. Um, having people like just raise him up in authority. And he's just like, that's not the point why I'm here. He tells his disciples several times. I'm here to die for you. I'm here to die. I'm going to be killed. And they're just like, what the heck dude? Like you're nuts. And it's like, no, no, Get it through your head. This has to happen so that other people can get back to God, having the right kind of relationship. This is the part that still some people have difficulty with. And it's hard around Easter and reminding us, we're in Christmas now, reminding that the glow of the manger is glowing on a cross in the distance. There is a path of light that's leading to that cross. Because that's still the destination point. That's the focal point of where things are going to be changing. Where when Christ becomes, like Jesus becomes legitimate king, it's really, the rise to kingship happened when he died on the cross. That's a weird thing that's within following Jesus that can just really wreck your head. Anyway, we're going we're gonna to keep going. So this is the explanation. Again, Romans 3. <laughs> 21 to 31. Let's read. But now God has shown us a way to be made right with him without keeping the requirements of the law, as was promised in the writings of Moses and the prophets long ago. We are made right with God by placing our faith in Jesus Christ. And this is true for everyone who believes, no matter who you are. So it doesn't matter if you are Jewish or Gentiles. Hi, I'm a Gentile in that, that Gentiles was anyone else that wasn't Jewish. People who didn't, who weren't born into the Jewish heritage, um, and he he died this. He he did this so that we could be made right by our faith in Jesus. That he came, he died, but he was resurrected. That death didn't have final hold over even Jesus. Well, didn't have hold over Jesus, and so then he came back, showed what it's going to look like after you die. That you are going to have. This promised restoration. We're going to be back at what it was like in the Garden of Eden. But 
right, like permanently right. 2.0 perfection made right in good standing with God. That's the really cool thing. So sorry, I'm, I'm diving back and forth. Verse 23 is very familiar, I'm sure. For everyone has sinned and fall, and we all fall short of God's glorious standard. So God is absolutely perfect. Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty of our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. So again, we're we're connecting lamb sacrifices, uh, these different animal sacrifices to make things right between people and God and all this kind of stuff. Make sure we're clean, we're right in front of God. Jesus is the one that's taking on that now. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned at times uh, or in times past. For he was looking ahead, including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness for he himself is fair and just, and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. So again, some things that we don't understand is that it's dealt with with God. And part of that dealing with was punishing Jesus on the cross. When Jesus take, when he died on the cross, it's like he took on everyone's brokenness, everyone's mess ups, everyone's screw ups hating other people, hating God, period. Like, just not going along with that the way it should be. He took that on. And like, this is where Jesus is yelling, my God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Because legitimately, he's... God is unable to look at him. Because he's becoming the very thing that he can't be around. But by doing that, he becomes that sacrifice. And because it's God that's taking it on, he is able to deal with it, destroy it. It's done. It's over. That's the cool thing. And that's where the resurrection is so important to the story of Jesus, to the connection on what he did, because then that makes everything right. It clears the books and shows that you can have this now. You can have that relationship. And you know what? You don't have to keep on sacrificing. You need to remember who died for that. And that's Jesus. And that's the big thing about it. It's so cool. Okay. We're moving on. 27 to 31. I promise I'm trying not to be sidetracked. Can we boast then that we have done anything to be accepted by God? No. Because your acquittal, so your argument is not based on obeying the law. So the argument that you're free from from sin that you're accepted by God, it's not by anything that you've done by obeying the law because the law just shows that you can't, you can't meet the standard. It goes back to 23. You can't meet that standard. It is based on faith. So we are made right with God through faith and not obeying the law. Now we still obey the law. We still, we don't, we don't throw out what's going on in scripture. We and that's not to say you got to keep the sacrificial system. The sacrificial system was always a reminder and pointing to what was going on ahead. That's what Paul is saying here. It was a foresight. He was looking ahead and including them. And like, it, it's, it's a reminder. Christ has done that. And so now we need to remember that the law reminds us we need to work on our relationship with each other. 
in our relationship with God. And there's even passages where you're not forgiven if you aren't willing to forgive. Like, that's a scary thought and stuff like that. It's a willingness to work on and, uh, and be pushed in that. Is Abraham being tested by God applicable? Um, it wasn't really for the point of, like, being saved. It was more like a course correction with Abraham, a reminder of who's, who's important. And remember, God wasn't actually going to allow Isaac to die. Like he, he didn't see that, uh, that, that was going to be a sacrifice. In fact, interesting story. Um, thank you for bringing that up, Solomon. When, when the sacrifice is happening for Isaac, the, the cool thing is the same mountain that's used in that, in that part of the scripture is actually the same mountain that Jesus ends up dying. Like it's the same hell that Jesus ends up dying. So when God supplies the other sacrifice, well, actually, what you saw with with uh, Abraham and Isaac, the willingness of the father to submit his son as a sacrifice to be obedient to what God has told him to do, um, you actually saw it happen with Jesus fulfilled, that he was sacrificing himself, sacrificing Jesus, but it was then to save everybody, to make things right. Uh, it was the perfect sacrifice. So sorry. So 20, we're doing 29 to 31. After all, is God the God of the Jews only? Isn't he also the God of the Gentiles? Of course he is. There is only one God. So the, the one ultimate supreme being. And he makes people right with himself only by faith, whether they are Jews or Gentiles. Well then, if we emphasize faith, does this mean we can forget about the law? Of course not. I appreciate Paul throwing this down as a reminder. In fact, only when we have faith do we f truly fulfill the law. That really, when you are having faith and knowing what Jesus did for you and demonstrating that and that grace that you've been given. So grace, grace in its basic idea, to summarize it very simply, and I, I say very simply because I've got kids and like grace may seem like a basic word, it has such a big ramification on what you do, especially as a parent. Grace is the idea that you are giving somebody something that they do not at all deserve, right? Like, absolutely do not, could not work for it, stuff like that. So in giving grace to somebody who's offended you, who's hurt you, um, didn't earn the way that they are getting treated, really it should be, it's a, a value system. It's a gift, actually, is what the connection is in grace. And this is this is a key identity for God. It just it blows my mind how far God's willing to go. Uh, the The word grace here is actually like ridiculously above and beyond. It's like going to your friend and getting them like a Bugatti car. That's the idea of grace. Like, it's just like this outrageous, like, what the heck kind of gift is that? It's like, because I want to give it to you. Because I, I want, it's like, well, dude, like, we're not even that close of friends. Right. I choose to do that. It's so outlandish and crazy. But God is willing to do this. By all means, we should be nailed to the board along with Jesus, like Jesus legitimately 
took that on him, what we should be deserving. Because when we are choosing to to make the mistakes against other people or when we mess up against in our relationship with God, we are seen as God's enemy. And it talks about that in scripture that, you know, at one point you were God's enemy, but because of what Christ did, you are now friends. You are now a brother in Christ. You are like your relatives in this family. You are so knitly, like knit and close. It's insane. And that's the cool thing about this. So again, how, how on earth does this connect to, um, <laughs> how, how, how does this connect to full metal alchemist? Well, it's, it's really like the hunt for the philosopher's stone. Ed and Al are broken. And all throughout it, they're working through that brokenness, trying to figure that out, trying to, how, how can we make things right? Things only work in this system because we've been punished in this system. We've had to work through this and stuff like that. This is where like the Pharisees are stuck in the system motif, but also in their hierarchical things because they think that's going to be giving them credit. It doesn't. It doesn't matter. The focus is how are we dependent on God and how are we sharing that dependence on other, like to other people? How are we giving that to other people? Because it's your relationship with God and how you are tied with it. That's why it's so important that Jesus says, those who know me know God. Those who are connected to me are connected to God. So important. And he's the philosopher's stone in that way. And I, I'm not talking about like the actual philosopher's stone within alchemy or stuff like that. But like within the show, if we're going to connect it, Jesus is the philosopher's stone where there's this restoration that through him, things are just different. But they're only different because that's what they should have been like in the first place. He's the one who makes things right. He's the one who would be able to heal Ed's arm and leg to fully restore Al and his body. Like he, He's that one that can do that. And even in the show, it turns out the Philosopher's Stone isn't even really a, a thing, at least in the original series. It's almost kind of like a hoax. And it's so hard to hear that. Because, guys, I, I really see this in our in our world where you just like, you just drive, 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 drive. Go, 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 go. Hard, 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 hard work. Push. And you just do that. And you just got to keep on doing it and keep on doing it. And, like, don't be a screw up. Don't this, don't this. If someone screws you up, you better screw them back, kind of stuff like that. It's really brutal, and it's hard. But this is the thing. We have Christ. And time and time again, when Jesus is represented legitimately, represented in that we realize we're messed up human beings. We were broken. We're wrecked, just like Ed and Al. And we need we need to come back to being like getting our bodies restored, getting our hearts restored, getting our mindset right that, you know, we try and earn our way to heaven. And a lot of people have that mindset that, well, I'm a good enough person that I'll, I'll be somewhere good. Sadly, the Bible doesn't talk about that. We just read that, right? Romans just talked about everyone is messed up. Everyone's fallen short of where, where God's standard is for them to even be near him, 
to even think about going close to him. But it's because of the grace, because God, when, when you choose to follow Jesus and you choose to make him the focus of your life, choose to follow what he teaches and, and directs you, everything changes. And it's like blinders are just completely removed. And actually that's also talked about in Corinthians, how God is the revelation. He's the, the, the clarity of what's actually going on and the revealing of what what scripture is intended, the fulfillment of it. And like, guys, we have the philosopher zone is Jesus and it's awesome. It's fantastic. We can come to him, but again, it's not about abusing it. And that, this is where I kind of appreciate James and the reminder of you also need to be working out your faith. You can't just be like, Oh, like, well, I just believe. And it's like, whatever. No, that's not even really a faith like i can say i believe in in fairy godmothers i believe in fairy godmothers how has that changed my life and what i'm doing i could just say that and and you you'll read that in um james 2 verses 14 to 26 is really summarizing that idea like it some people just go oh well uh i've got faith over you know, the good deeds and stuff like that. It's like, yeah, but your faith is demonstrated in what you do. Because if you believe in it and you legitimately care about it, you're going to be demonstrating that. You're going to be following that. It's, uh, James is kind of like referring to almost like the Shema, which is in, um, number six. Oh, hello, Tom. Awesome spitting facts. Oh, dude, like, ah, uh, this is the talk that I've been waiting for and I'm so amped on it. <laughs> I'm sorry, guys, I'm ranting. Solomon says hi. Um, Hello, Solomon. Nice. Um, but like legitimately, like guys, this is where your faith has to be demonstrated in some way. It has to be visible. Like I can believe Sorry, can in. I a, can I get a brief catch up on what, what, like what part we're talking about right now? So we've already talked about the idea of um, the the idea of grace. What is grace? Right. Yeah, the yeah, yeah. the idea that you don't deserve it. God's giving it to you. There's no way for you to earn it other than to just accept it. It's just like a gift, right? Like if I decide to get you a Ferrari, Tom, well, but that, that's the idea. That's the actual principle of grace. Well, but that's, but that's the principle of grace, right? It's so outlandishly huge. Yeah. And people need to accept that. Exactly. But then in our heads, we would be like, well, if I got a Ferrari, I better work hard for that Ferrari. It's like, no, 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 no. That's the, no. That's not if the I, whole point if, of it. If you work to get ten million, I just I give you ten million right now. But you want to work for it. Well, that's going to take years to but, get it, and then instead of getting it right in there. Well, kind of. And again, like grace is not to be earned. Again, like this is the whole idea. You can't earn it, but you do yeah. demonstrate that it changed you in some way. Mm-hmm. So when I, if I gave you that Ferrari, I'd probably expect you, maybe. Well, and this is where Grace would just go, I gave it to you. But if you gave me a Ferrari, in my head, I'm like, I'm going to use this for certain things. I'm going to be, I'm going to be helping other people or stuff like that. Or I like, it's going to challenge me to do things a little differently than what I would if I had any other thing. Right. And And that's the thing that James is talking about here. He's talking about like, it's, it's good to have that faith in grace, right? Like we have a faith in Jesus 
and what he did on the cross and that he gave us that grace but you need to then demonstrate that you need yeah. to be living that out and you need to be showing it right and not that and again this is my clarity your good work that you're doing and you're doing it for jesus is not the thing that's saving you that's why i said before when people say oh i've been good enough i think i'll go to heaven that is wrong that is not the thing at all why would jesus make so many claims that he's the main focus he's the main drive on any connection that you're going to have with god heck that you're going to have with the holy spirit who's going to give you the strength after accepting him to actually maintain that relationship with him you need jesus he's that focal point without jesus christianity is just pointless sadly to say and paul and has also, even said that exactly exactly without jesus we wouldn't be able to pray to god because we have to speak through jesus to go to god right so that that's actually something that's in hebrews man tom you're making me hop around now like here i was expecting solomon to keep on throwing down he's been throwing some good stuff too but like tom's throwing down guys this is why i hang out with tom he like throws down these knowledge bombs as well this is where we work together on this i'm very blessed with awesome dudes like this um but like legitimately we need to remember this uh in ephesians 2 so i'm gonna read ephesians 2 uh yeah i'll read uh 2 1 to 10 i believe smart guy tom solomon says yeah he is solomon yeah he is all right okay so this is ephesians 2 again this is about unity but this is understanding what is made right with christ so i was talking about how we are alive with christ and stuff like this so chapter 2 verses 1 to 10 once you were dead because of your disobedience and your many sins you used to live in sin just like the rest of the world obeying the devil so the devil is you know the big baddie in the scripture stuff like that the commander of the powers of the unseen world oh so like there's a dynamic there that's creating the situation this problem he is the spirit at work in the hearts of those who refuse to obey god so there's an influence in your heart all of us used to live that way, following the passionate desires and inclinations of our sinful nature, our broken nature. By our very nature, we were subject to God's anger, just like everyone else. So again, without Jesus, there's there's something that's going to be causing problems, just like it was for Cain when Cain decided to kill his brother. There's There has to be something that has to be dealt with here, and God's angry at that brokenness because that's not the way it was meant to be he had a plan and he's got a plan and he's his plan is through jesus restoring so again i'm, I'm going ahead i need to stop verse four but god is so rich in mercy and he loved us so much that even though we were dead because of our sins he gave us life when he raised christ from the dead oh it's like christ is the focus here it is only by God's grace that you have been saved. For he raised us from the dead along with Christ and seated us with him in the heavenly realms because we are united with Christ Jesus. So God can point to us in all the future ages as examples of the incredible wealth of his grace and kindness towards us as shown in all he has done for us for us who are united with christ jesus 
Oh, this is powerhouse. Oh my goodness. I'm getting way too amped. Okay. Verse eight, nine, and 10. God saved you by his grace when you believed. And you can't take credit for this. It is a gift from God. So again, the very idea that the grace is like stupid huge. There's no way you could even earn it or get toward that. It's like someone giving you a trillion dollars. It just is like... Physically impossible. Yeah, like... How do you even... You don't. You just accept it. That's all you need to realize. Salvation is not a reward for the good things we have done. So none of us can boast about it. For we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus so we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Hokey Dinah, guys. Like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm getting way too amped. Way, way too amped. But that's, uh, this is Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 and 10. Like, legitimately made clear. There is no way for you to earn Jesus. You just need to accept did he die for you? That when he died for you, did he take care of everything that was broken between you and God and you and others? He did. So then you got to live out that life like that's showing that. And that's the onus that anyone who chooses to follow Jesus, not in a way to earn that. By golly, we've gone through this so many times. We did not earn a, a nickel, penny, whatever you want to call for currency. There's nothing that you earned. You were given it. Now show what that looks like that you were given that. That means you're giving grace to other people. You're following the very example of the person that gave you that grace. That's the amazing thing that's going on. Christians, by all means, people who are following Jesus, by all means, should be the most gracious people to those around them where they see brokenness, where they see people needing help, where they see needs being met, like needing to be met. We should be so good on this because that's how Jesus did it. That's how God does it. That's how the Holy Spirit does it. Those three all together in one as God ultimate supreme being do this. And we just need to do that. We have the philosopher's stone. That breaks the very idea of equivalent exchange because that equivalent exchange has been dealt with and it's been done for your advantage, for your benefit. So guys, I'm going to, I'm going to get real right now. I'm going to get, get real right now and pose this to you. And you may see this later. You may see this right now. But if, if you have not seriously considered what Jesus has done for you. If you've not thought about that or you go, man, like I'm too much of a screw up. Jesus wouldn't take me. That's a stone cold lie. Straight up. This dude, Paul, he outright tries to call himself as the worst sinner. I'd say he's stone cold wrong. I'm the worst sinner. I'm a screw up. I screw up daily. And we saw that the law points that, man, you are a messed up person. You need saving. Guess who that person is that saved you? All points to Jesus. He was the one who dealt with it. He was the one who said, Nuh-uh, there's no more separation going on between God and humanity. We are, we're going to take care of this sin so that we can have that relationship back to what it should be. If you feel like you're a screw-up, good. 
Because that means you need Jesus. Now the thing is, you need to be willing to accept, give it to Jesus. It says he will take any burden that you've got. His yoke is easy and his burden is light. His direction, his guidance. He's not going to lay you down and go, you're a horrible human being. We all know that. He's going to take that and goes, let me see you as the way I see you. The potential of being my brother. Being one that works with me. That let's do this together. Let's make this world right again. By loving on other people. By loving God and pursuing him and asking, you know, who are the people that I need to be really investing in? Who are the people that I need to be helping? And listening to that. And then guess what? Just doing it. We can sometimes get so tripped up in our mind and think, oh, well, I'm not as cool or as holy as these guys. Who gives a rip? Paul didn't focus on that. Paul focused on helping, getting word out about this awesome gift that we are given. And we are just thankful that we get to be partners in this. That's the big thing on that. We get to be partners with God and do this. So if you honestly, maybe you've heard this and you're like, oh, that's not for me. I guarantee you it is. If you ever want to chat, and I, I'm dead serious, you ever want to chat on that, hit us up on Discord. Find us on Facebook. Find us. <laughs> find us. Just type in graphic word and and youth unlimited or graphic word Twitch, graphic word, anything graphic word. Find us. You'll find Wilson. Wilson is good at just chatting. But we are a community that's here to let you know that there's this amazing God who is willing to die, take your screw-ups and anything that would separate you from him, take that on himself and say, I want a relationship with you. I want a connection with you. I want to make things right. And I want to help you realize how awesome I've made you. And help others around you. It's as simple as that. That you just trust that that is the thing that's happened. And you live that life like it's happened every single day. And I'm telling you. I'm telling you he is good in his word. He, he helps so much. He helps a lot. And then when it's us working together like how tom has come on and tom calls me up like guys i'm not i'm not sugarcoating tom is willing to call me at how ridiculous i am true. it's true but guys tom is legitimate proof that god can use anybody that god can God can use you if you're willing to just step out and do something. And Tom has helped me so many, so many times. And you'd think a leader being helped by his student leader personally, legitimately, he is proof of what family is like with Jesus. And I'm giving him a big head, but I'm like legitimately meaning what I'm saying. That's the kind of stuff that Jesus is offering. That's the kind of community that we are trying to create and do on our Discord community. So I'm going to ask, 
Will you take that leap? Will you take the Philosopher's Stone as the gift that's been given to you directly from God that takes away your brokenness and brings you back to a way that God designed you for? And it's a work, too. It's a work in progress. We talked about that in our Level Up chat way back at the start of all this. But take the leap. You don't have to go hunting like Ed and Al. You don't have to sacrifice yourself like Scar had to in the series. You just need to take what Jesus offers and say, yeah, I mean, I'm going to trust that he means what he says he was going to do, that he is going to take care of this talks about how God is more than willing to meet us at where we're at time and time again. If you ever need chats on that, I've got scripture lined up like crazy, not in defense of me, but in honest truth that I hold on to each and every day. So guys, are you willing to take the philosopher's stone that is Jesus and get your heart, soul, restored. And that's, uh, that's MHA and grace or not MHA. Wow. FMA. There we go. Well said. I How was, dare you. yeah, that was close. Oh, that was brutal. Full metal alchemist and grace. And that's what I see every time. And my heart breaks for Ed and now because they're, their journey is the same journey that we're all trying to find. We just happen to have the solution in Jesus. Yeah. So I'm going to pray. Because <laughs> Wilson's getting all emotional here. But but this is good. This Oh, man. Okay, you sorry. even said you were going to. Yeah, I thought I might. Because this, man, it's been sitting heavy. Oh, God, I, I thank you. I thank you that this is a talk that's been just hitting me over and over in my head. Hitting me over and over in my heart. And I don't know who this is for. I don't know I don't know who's gonna hear this. I don't I don't know who's gonna be hearing this on the podcast or or checking this out on a stream, or just even willing to sit on it. But God, honestly, I, I... God, if they feel like they're like Ed and Al, where they are broken, and they're trying to find a way to fix themselves, and they just it doesn't work on their own way, that, that even when they try, there's this, well, but like, am I even worth it? Because I'm so broken. Is there, Like, they're working through the equivalent exchange their head that there's no way someone so as broken as me so as messed up can ever be at even just an even point let alone surpass and in, 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 in having more in life and god i thank you that legitimately jesus showed up and said no 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 eyes here you focus on me you watch what I do. You watch how I'll take care of it. I will clear the books. You just need to follow me. 
choose to live focused on me and that's going to impact you and that's going to impact others in a world that's it's going to change the world because it can't help but do that so god help help us to know that you are that philosopher's stone that negates what we should deserve and says no no i'm making it right i'm going to i'm going to restore you in your heart your your mind if you're willing to trust that that's going to happen if you're willing to to meet with me and hear what i have to say to you if you're willing to share that with other people who are following me too and they can speak into you too and encourage you and support you I thank you that I've been learning that in the community that's been around me and hearing that and relying on that because I can so easily be like Ed and Al there's no way I can earn what you've given me there's no way and I can try and work myself to death to try and barely scratch what you have given me. And that still wouldn't even be enough. And I need to be okay that you've given me an outrageous gift that I just need to stand in and remember that that gift then gives me the opportunity to be called your brother, Jesus. And that I'm given an awesome opportunity to work alongside with you and sharing the vision that you had from, from the beginning. A community that's supporting and loving one another. That is totally dependent on you and caring for each other. I pray that those who would hear this would be willing to reach out. And you know what? I'll, I'll even say, guys, if, if you are if you are hearing this and you're like, how do, how do I do it? It's literally just as easy as going, Jesus, I, I, I'm a screw up. I'm a mess up. I've hurt so many people. I've hurt different people. I'm broken. There's stuff that you don't know that's going on in my mind, but you actually do know. And God, I, Jesus, I, I, I need you to take care of this and it says that you died for our mess ups our screw ups our sins the thing that separates us from you take that away take it away so that I can I can be made right because I can't do it it says that you can do that so make me right make me right with you and then help me to help others because it is a broken world out there too. But I'm going to trust that you are going to be helping that, that you're going to take away that stuff. It may not be immediate. I may not see results, but God, help me in my heart. Help me in that. I give that to you. I trust in you that you took it, you, you buried it when you were buried, and that you are making me a different person because you defeated the things, you destroyed the things that can separate me and you. And help me to live that out each and every day. And just continue to bring that to you each and every day. 
remembering that you are the one that frees me. So if you if you honestly prayed that, guys, welcome to the fam jam. I'm one of your weird bros and stuff like that. Um, and and uh, yeah, that's what we're here for. We're a giant family. We're here for support. We want to encourage that. And if you are then going, well, how on earth do I live this out? Welcome to that too. <laughs> we work on that on the daily. This is why it's a level up opportunity or our, our level up talks with Wilson is that every day we're working on leveling up. We see life as kind of like that video game. You're constantly working on uh, on growing and developing. And thank you, uh, Booney, for joining in. Um yeah, we'll have to talk in a bit. Uh, I'd love to maybe hear what your thoughts are or stuff like that. And we can do a bit of a dive. Hey there. If you are a fan of the content that's been brought to you in this episode, you'll definitely want to check out our social media connections. That's on Instagram, Facebook, and even TikTok. Just go to at GW Nerds and you'll be able to find all the stuff that we've been doing lately and all the fun stuff that we get to be a part of. But if you want an even deeper dive, you should join our Discord community. And you can do that by going to discord.io slash GWNerdsUnite and be a part of what we're doing. Interact with us, chat with us on live uh, for our video game nights, for our Bible study nights, or even just to connect with fellow gamers, nerds, and what interests you. And if we want to take it even a step further, if you've got some ideas of, you know, what would be cool topics to bring up uh, down the road or have some questions on how your nerdum might connect to faith, we'd love to have your input there on our Discord channel, too, to be able to create the content for you guys, because this is what we're here for, to invest in nerds, to grow and level up together, but being able to grow in our faith and level up, too. So. Thank you again for listening. Hope you are having a wonderful day.